And we are back here once again with another episode of the Cloud9 Podcast, Season 10, Episode 4, as we just had the LEC 2024 Winter Split begin. And I hope you guys have had an awesome weekend and week so far. And uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update on the Iron Man podcast, actually. And all the episodes are put into my backup YouTube account. So after I get this episode uploaded to you guys, you're going to see the episodes of the Iron Man podcast uploaded all to you guys. And then after I get all of the episodes of the Iron Man podcast uploaded to you guys, then I can put out the newest episodes of the uh, Cloud9 podcast. Because as, as I've told you guys before, I want both shows to have the newest episodes come out simultaneously right when they're done that way there's no like delay and when the episode could be available for you guys because as you guys know if you listen and watch this show on your commute back and forth from work at the gym when you're having sex with your wife well we are more than lucky and i will want to say thank you to every single person that watches and listens to the show on the podcasting platforms so no, the last time we were here, I was like legit raging out at, you know, teams like Carmine Corp and Team Vitality, and I don't plan on stopping now. So that's just how it's going to work. And uh, Mr. Chaz Blanks is here. He's uh, not going to end up having sex with my ex at all because that's a taco, and I protect that taco. And the meat is not going to get penetrated by a black man. That's how it works around here. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? She ain't, she ain't throwing it back for an uh, – I'm, I'm going to – this is what's gonna happen. This will be one week, one weekend. You and James go down to the LCS studios, and then, and then that's when I come in. It's gonna be, yep. I'm gonna come in. I'm so what's been going on with you, man? No, much. Just working. Uh, you know what's crazy? Those Yu-Gi-Oh videos you had told me to watch and stuff like that. I'm, I was actually gonna just like you know do commentary on the yeah. moment myself. There's a Cali effect one he released today. I was like, you know what? I started yeah. playing and I was like, you know what? Oh, I could probably talk about this right now. Honestly. I got that one as well. I, I got a bunch in my queue. That's like, mm-hmm. I just, I just been busy. Cause I've been nonstop training for this weekend. Back to back challenges. Then a cup, then back to back cups next weekend. I've just been, I haven't been doing that much. Really. I just been training nonstop. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. And as you guys know, I've been constantly putting out new uh, content on the YouTube channel. So if you are watching on the podcasting platforms, um, my YouTube channel is just the name I have right here, Master Swagging. And that goes for Twitch and on uh, Rumble and on Twitter, or X as I call it, is C9MSK8. So if you want to see more of what I'm doing, then go and, you know, subscribe and follow on those other, you know, platforms as well. You know, man. It's been a it's been a week. The T one versus Gen G game that is that was just that was wild. Actually, yeah. good mother loving God. So I think there's a like I, I get a T one loss, but there's a lot to look forward to if you're a T one fan seeing that game, seeing that series in general. Dad, Gen G is going to choke in the choke in Worlds again. What do you mean, motherfucker? Worlds is at the end of the year, and Gen G is going to choke again. They're going to choke in the side too. What do you mean? They're gonna win him aside and win worlds. You sure about that? I mean, I hope. You sure about that? Chovy's gonna find a way to choke. I mean, God, Lee. It's like when he plays it, but before when he played against Faker, you didn't even know who that guy was anymore. But like, yeah. literally against anybody else, he just crushes them. But it's just internationally, he just either he has really bad reads in the meta, or he just 
loses his brain. Yeah. I don't get it sometimes. But before we go over T1 versus Gen G, we'll go over the LEC 2024 Winter Split Week 1. So, oh, God, man. Where do we even start, honestly? Where do you want to begin? Because on Sunday. Damage is number one. That's, I mean, you know, Warren is doing victory laps right now. That that man is like naked in his room in New York, just <laughs> throwing up confetti. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez, man. You think they're a good team? I don't, I don't think they're a good team. I don't know. Oh, uh, I'll have to see. I think they're, I think they're all right, but I, was like, I look at them like, nothing, nothing from what they did impressed me. I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I think they had the cleanest games based off of what we saw. But, like, yeah. people got to understand, there's, like, so many new changes to the game, you know? Like, and it's one of those things where the, if a team can have a good read instantly, even if they're, like, just came together like they did, because they yeah. SK only kept the top laner on their, their bot side. I mean, they did add in Niski, which I think is is like really really good for them. And people were like, "Oh my god, they're three and zero. It's like, well, fuck. That's what happens when you have a good mid laner. Like, what the fuck? People act like you're brand new to everything, you know? Oh, we'll go over standings. We'll talk about SK Gaming. So SK Gaming did end up three and zero, you know, and they had the best games by far compared to mostly every single team outside of like Mad Lions, who had that one really impressive game against Team Heretics. But I do want to see. What they're able to do the in the other two weeks coming up because if people don't people just don't seem to forget this like strength of schedule really matters in terms of like maybe judging a team's like actual level where they're at. So they faced Rogue, who was complete trash for the most part, and they faced Mad Lions, right? Mad Lions, you know, were surging a, a little bit after their first day uh, performance, and SK finally beat them too. They actually won their these games all pretty convincingly. Even against Fnatic, you would say that they won pretty convincingly. So, is it more strength of schedule or is it gameplay? That is all going to be decided on week two because week two they face Team Heretics, and I don't really know how to judge this team either, man. Like, then you have Giant X. I think, I mean, Giant X. I don't think it's that good at all, honestly. I think they're just, I don't know, five players playing solo queue, in my opinion. (laughs) And then you have SK playing against BDS. So if they can go two and one or go three, and zero in this week, then it, I, I, I wouldn't say it would, it would be strength of schedule. I would say just there. Okay. Cause they did this last winter too. So I'm not surprised, but obviously it was also with another different roster too, but um, Niski is going to be their biggest difference maker. Like if they had someone like, um, Man, any other mid laner but but him, I, I, I don't think they start this strong. But no, I, I would say they've they played pretty good for the most part. But you know, it's hard judging this team when we're not even in like the best of three stages yet. You know, yeah. Relevant had some awesome carry games on uh, Renekton and Jax. Uh, Exekick and Dos played good in the bot lane. Niski made you know a lot of strides to play towards Isma. Isma also had a pretty good line of three games too. Who else we got to talk about? Let's do – man, Team Vitality is trash, guys. Did you guys see that BDS game? That game – oh, my Lord. Throw Hillisang in the trash. Please. <laughs> that motherfucker is booty. They lost to LeBrov in ice. The motherfucker lost to LeBrov. Oh, my God. And it wasn't even close, too. Did you – like, here's – so I, I put out a recent video, a pre-recorded one, talking about my 
opinions about week one, the LEC 2024, which is which is but week one. Photon is up there literally winning his lane, and Daglas never even plays towards him. Daglas wow. will see Shio inting, completely inting, literally inting his whole, whole game away. And then somehow they're so incompetent that they can't even capitalize on that. You know what I mean? So I know people yeah. have made the arguments, well, the map's changed. And also, okay, map changing and items changing is much more different than pro players knowing exactly what to do. Okay. They know that if a, if a Zin Zhao is invading that early and he gets a kill on him as Jarvin, you're essentially out of the game, right? Shale's had yeah. these problems at World. Remember at Worlds, he had this problem too, just getting out jungled, clapped consistently in the jungle. Yeah. Are you guys like are people really about to argue to me on Twitter that these guys are so stupid they can't capitalize on any level of a something that they actually can get an advantage over? Some guy completely messes up into you and you just kind of be like, oh yeah, we'll just not do anything, we'll just stand here and do nothing. That's what they did. Like Vetio, he went down bot lane to get those kit to get one kill. I think it's Oriana, but yeah. man, Vetio is so overrated. There is no reason he should be on any more rosters after this. Miss, when he started Misfits, he was overrated. He was the MVP of 2022, and that had major asterisks to it as well. 2023, he was on XL. He stunk. He was on Team Heretics. He was just pretty meh, honestly. Yeah, I was, I was like, I, I guess, but nothing really impressive. <sighs> and as you see these three games, he's just not a good player. Like, I, I, I look, dude, have you not seen good Zerath? He picked Zerath, right? Yep. And, like, he just did nothing. What is with people picking these champions and sitting in lane and just farming? I don't get it, honestly. That's a good question. He sits there and just farms, and he doesn't play with his jungler. He doesn't really – he'll roam, but it's only if, like, the bot lane champions, the enemy bot lane champions are, like, super low. He's yep. not going down there to make plays. It's such an overrated dog shit player, man. Then Karzy and Hill are saying that's just, you know – that, that, that's a tax write-off right there. Write them completely off. Because Karzy can't do anything, even though I think Karzy's talented, and I think he played very well last year. I think he's not been the worst part about their bot lane. This isn't really his meta. He, his meta is mostly like Jinx, Zeri, Aphelios, uh, was carry champion, like Misfortune. You know, he's not really a good player on Varus, Jin, Ash, Utility. I don't know why he's struggling on Aphelios. Oh, maybe champion, though. Utility? No, yeah, yeah, to a certain extent, you know, it, they're all about setup. Your team, you have to have good setup in your team to make sure they work effectively. But he's not the best on utility champions, and it doesn't also help when Hillisang is like a blind retard running in every fight and killing himself. So, yeah, you know. true. That's true. Photon, remember he he beat the shit out of Adam one v one. Dim stuck his cock yeah. all up in his ass, and Daglas is like, "Damn, why don't I go down bot lane and, and just try and win bot lane?" Trash, L, Team L. People forget vitality is supposed to like the word vitality is supposed to like vitalize you, supposed to like yeah. give you this revival or some bullshit like that. Go to Team Vitality. That's the anything but vitality over there. It's just a trap. It's such a badly constructed roster. I, I imagine it was like Daglas played better than Bowen Scrims last year at the very last minute where they subbed him in at. They were like, oh, he's got some talent. He only looked that way, guys, because Bo either, was so bad. They were like, you know what? We got nothing better. We'll just either, that, either that or the upside of Daglas because they felt like Daglas would have been a longer investment. Because sometimes you don't have to play better. If you're 
attitude towards the game and the, the way you are around people, because they'll fire someone who's good and push someone who's not as good, but just because he fits mm-hmm. with the team better. Think, think about that. It's like, Douglas might fit with the team better, but might might be a worse player. That's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. Plus, Bo costs a lot more than Douglas. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah and the thing with Bo, we're going to talk about Carmen a little bit, is like they, they set up Bo improperly with the team. Because, like, people forget the reason why Bo looked good is because he was with Doin B in the LPL, and Doin B, like Niski, plays towards their jungler to get things done on the map. They've been pairing him up with mid laners who don't do that. Yep. So he's legitimately going to not look as good. And the same thing happens with Vitality. It's like Vetio does not play with his jungler very well at all. He barely really ever roams. He's not that he's not a good player. Like and he, that can't help out Daglas. Like Daglas is trying to like navigate how to carry a game on stage, and we got Vetio over here just jerking his fucking French baguette off, doing hmm. literally nothing. Hill saying, I'd argue that's not really even a person anymore. He's just on crack when he does most things, and Carzi is just surviving playing utility champions what a shitly constructed roster now nah, that, that if that team goes to the next stage this league is terrible they burned this whole league please burn this league so bad man watching these guys play that bds game is just straight criminal just so bad my my actual life just <sighs> faded into liquid when i was watching that earlier i was about carmine court what do you think about carmine court man oh sorry before that before that did you want to say anything about team vitality before we move on Everything really. Um, I knew they were gonna be bad, but damn. Yeah, this is actually worse than last year. Keep in mind, this was worse than last year. Week one, they started off three and zero. So I, I yeah. guess they're like, let's get rid of all these guys and we'll do better. And a lot of tickets said that's a lot. It's just team vitalities. That's why I'm like this thing. Team vitality. They can spend a lot of money and do bad. They could spend very little money, do bad. They could have star players, put them with like prospects, do bad. They could have prospects with added star players, do bad. They're, every League of Legends scenario possible competitively, they do bad in. Every one of them. Think of anyone, they're bad in. Bring in imports. The imports are trash. They suck on stage. Bring in a bunch of veterans. They're going to have some like success in the past. Other teams they've had on. Bring them over to Vitality. They suck. What is this place is cursed? Fuck this! T- fuck this goddamn org! Bring me the rope. What's up, vagabond? Yeah, bring me the rope. I I, I need the rope. Watching this org, literally the Bizarro situation from them and G two. G two did everything with titles, MSIs, World Finals appearances, Team Vitality. Legit nothing. <laughs> that's 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 how it be, man. And this is yeah. going on what? 2016 to 2024 with eight years yeah eight years in the league nothing to show for it guys they've barely ever made like third place matches barely ever made third place matches and is and have lost two of them too they've only ever the highest placing ever has like been third and fourth when you total the whole entire year that was just like in 2018 last year i think in one of the splits they finished to what like third it was in spring you know oh but holy crap. Ugh. What's up, Michael? How you doing, man? All right, Carmine Corp. Another shitly constructed roster. Targamos is terrible. Targamos is bad. Carmine Corp was like, he's the he's, he's the only guy we're looking at in the offseason and blah, 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 blah. Jail. No, they said he was the best fit for what they was trying to accomplish. I'm like, hmm. I like remember that. 10th. 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you trying to accomplish then? I was like, finishing tenth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, oh man. So I know people are talking about the whole Carmine Corp and Mad Lions rivalry because all French and Spain. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll get to that later. But just the Cabochard is, is trash. Come on, like that is so his on Gragas. He built Archangel's staff first. I swear to God, if you do that in one of my games, I might report you to right headquarters. Holy crap, that is bad. He's been turbo sprinting it. On Jax, he stunk. On Malphite, he stunk. And on Ka- and on Gragas, he stunk. So if he plays carries, what do you do? Do you just throw him on tanks? Oh, wait, he can't play those either. Yeah. He's just a – he's just – I don't know what happened to this guy. He's just trash. Bo is trying to make stuff happen, but no one really ever follows up on his engages. He doesn't really have any synergy with – the team actually don't know really why Yamato is like, I'll just take Bo from what didn't work on Team Vitality and I'll just try to do it myself. Well, you would need to do that with a mid laner that plays through his jungler, and Sakin's not that guy. Once again, badly constructed roster. Sakin, uh, he might have stage nerves. He's been in the league before. I didn't like him when he was in the league before. Team Vitality were really, really bad. Well, it's like every year for them. It's like usually tradition for Team Vitality to be bad, you know? Did, did you not see what he did earlier this, earlier this week, guys? He had positions in the game to actually do more than what he was able to do. Like with Zethio, he just does nothing because they're just scared. You know? So I, I, that that's my problem with with Sakin is he was in positions to do a whole lot more than he, he could have, but just didn't really matter, honestly, for the most part. What's up, Tony? How you doing, man? I've never been better. Oh, no. That's awesome. It's awesome, man. I like it. Uh, so, that, um, you also have Upset and Targamos. There's really not much you can do as Upset when your support is Targamos. That's basically just admitting you're going to play the lane 1v2, essentially. Would you but say Upset is Upset? Might actually throw himself off a cliff. Oh, Jeez. shit. Like, Targamos might be the worst laning support I've ever seen. Not, not, not just gameplay outside of lane. In lane, he's terrible. In lane, he's just bad. I Man. knew Upset would not work with Targamus. There's no way these two work together. You it, like, God, it. I, I don't know what's gonna happen with these two. I, I think there's a potential they make it past one of these guys, but they might be able to steal some games. If we're looking at their strength of schedule for Carmine Corp, they're they're against Gigantic X. Maybe winnable. Maybe I guess that's a coin toss. Vitality that should be a win. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, Dude, that's a good chance. Both these guys will be zero four. If Vitality loses this, there's a good chance they're both facing each other at zero and four. Yep. If you're both zero, that's the thing though. Let here's a scenario. If they're both zero and four when they face each other here, and they one of them beats each other, count that other one out essentially. And then Carmine Corp is going up against Team Heretic. So um, they don't have, like, the harder strength of schedule. It's kind of doable. Vitality have a G2 game. That could not bode very well for them. So, I mean, I, I just think this is just not a good roster constructed-wise. I mean, unless Bo chooses to basically do anything, they don't kind of do much at all. Cabal Shard is just walking around with his head cut off. Fucking hell, man. Anything else you want to say about Carmine Corp, man? Not really, man. They like I know they're bad, but damn. I was like, I knew it'd be bad, but like, god damn, my expectations were low, but holy fuck. Rogue 
ended up beating G2. They had a great game against G2. Comp actually had a good game. Zoli's played Rakan. No, that's literally it. That That's actually it. If they ban out Rakan from him, I want to see what he looks like outside of Rakan. Because it's really easy for people to look good on Cassante, Rakan, you know, massive like carry champions with a lot of playmaking potential. I want to see what he looks like outside of Rakan. But if he's going to be a good player with other champions beside Rakan, that's a good bonus for them. But I'm not that high on Rogue either, honestly. I mean, if you look at those first two games they played, those were those were criminal, man. Like Larson, he didn't even really... this, even this game three, they they almost lost G two. There was times where G two was poking holes in it, but it was like yeah, like G two just did not like show up. Yeah, like they were they were, they just looked disinterested. Yeah, it, it looked like they went on stage and just basically went like, I, I don't think this team is good at all. We'll just kind of fuck around, find out maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> if we're looking at just Lar- – because Larson's supposed to be like their best player. Uh, Man, I ho- hopefully he picks it up because this week was not convincing. I don't really know what Jigenda's is really still doing on this roster. I, I don't fucking know. He's, he's, he's Jigenda. That's it. Doesn't yeah. really like carry anything. Doesn't really like impress anything. He's just he's just there. Marcoon, as as I what I was hoping wouldn't happen is like he's just here on the roster with no synergy at all. Some of the, I, I, and I know people said like some of these rosters are are constructed better than the ones in twenty twenty three for the LEC. But looking at some of these rosters, this configuration always are like really bad for a lot of these teams. Unless I'm just overreacting it doesn't look like a lot of these rosters were put together with like hey this guy's gonna stylistically match with this guy this guy's gonna stylistically match with this guy doesn't really seem like that you know all right so let's go to giant x oh i don't really know about this one either guys i mean giant x are a roster where you have ignar who will play like blitzcrank and recon and that's kind of what mostly happens i mean jackie's like what I've said with Zol- with Zoli's, they look good on champions like you know Nico, Rakan, things like that. But when they're on different champions, I want to see how they perform on those different champions because when they took Jackie's and they put him on Azir, he didn't look as convincing. But he was focused hard in the mid lane in that other game too. So keep that in mind. But I I, I don't think Giant X is going to be doing any damage. Um, in the standings in general, I think they're just going to be a middle of the pack team for the most part. Uh, I don't think Chaz is. Oh, did you want to say anything about um, Giant X, honestly? Um, they need to change the name back to trash, first of all. Second <laughs> just, thing, um, just change it to trash. Nice. Uh, they're they're middle of the road team. Like, Jackie looks good. Patrick is a disappointment so far. Like, Oh, wait, wait a second. Yeah, I got rid of Limit, but Kip Patrick. Okay. Um, Jackie looks like an improvement over, over Abadage from, like, a team standpoint. Uh, but I, uh, Pat, Patrick's, the, Patrick's the wild card for me. He, I don't know. I it looks like their bot lane is just so content with just fucking off in the early game. I, like they're it, not really trying to win, they're not really trying to lose, they're just I'm there. I'm looking at more of that through Patrick to Ingar. I think Ingar's trying to do something and Patrick's just yeah. there. Like Patrick like it feels like they're going for me five sometimes. You're like, what what the fuck's going on? 
And it's like, okay. It's like, okay, is Patrick going to do something or is he just going to sit in the back? Just sit in the back and wait until they say shoot. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it really does look like when they make aggressive plays, it's off the back of like Ignar getting like a hook or something with like maybe Blitzcrank or they have an engage on Recon somewhere because it just doesn't look like they do anything. It's not that like they're terrible. It's just like they want to be this like 5v5 team without but without the early game aggression part of it. Which is like, what? Why are we doing this kind of thing? Uh, Team Heretics, after they had probably quite literally the worst game of day one, they managed to go two and one. Yep. But I'm not really, think, I don't, I'm not really convinced of this team either. If I'm being honest, you're like Kaiser. I, I will say massively stood, massively stepped up his gameplay outside of Nami. He should not be playing Nami ever again. That 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 is just a ban it yourself so he doesn't pick it, please. <laughs> God. Damn, that was terrible. But he picked Bard, and he looked like – so there's a good player still in here somewhere. But like I said before, take this guy off Bard. Let's see what else he can do. Oh, wait. We know what he does outside of Bard. Trash. That's 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 the thing, though, is the other, other two are new, so we don't know about them. But if you take this guy off Bard, I'm I'm scared to get this guy like any other champion. But he does look good on Bard. The problem here is, like, I just – you just ban that out from him. I want to see. Will it will teams do that? Will teams ever learn? Hey, if this guy's good on X champion, I should probably ban that out from him. Will they ever learn? Probably not. But you that's what you should do, honestly. Perks even on champions like Akali and Rise are just like he's the most passive Rise or Akali player I think I've seen so far, you know? Like I, I don't think he makes any impact in the game playing these champions. So I don't really know what champion you could give him to make an impact on. If I'm just being honest here. Um, Yankos and Flacket are the best parts about the team. They're, they're the only players that make things happen. They're the only players that get any things done in team fights. Wonder is just content with just being a perma weak side, somewhat top laner, I guess. Nope. What do you think, man? Um. Uh, team Team Heretics. Uh, yeah, the old man is going for one last ride. Mm-hmm. I think the team. I think the team could do well, but it's their bot lane. That it's, it's going to come down to their bot lane. Um, Perks. I've been saying he, he's he looked like he's washed. He looked like he's done. Like, did you not see those the Akali game where they won playing up against Jackie? Yeah. Just didn't like. It wasn't guys, because of him. It, like none of these yeah. games were one where you felt like he Perks is like going ham, you know, or was impactful at all. In my opinion. Yeah, the rise game was. So, <laughs> that was probably the best game out of the three. Because <laughs> he was doing stuff on a collie, but it was like you got to be finishing these kills off. It looked like he was just cool. Like I'll do enough damage back off and then not commit. Guys, a colleague is the definition of, I got to commit to my yeah. plays. You know, it's the champion. Well, if you don't commit to your plays, you're just trash for the most part. So team BDS. How, what, what are we thinking about that, man? Um, I don't know how they're two and one, but they're two and one. Yeah. They lost to G2. And they ended up winning their other two matches. I mean, they had a game against Vitality, and that's just fucking free for anyone at this point. Yeah, you know, free. They really shouldn't have even won that because if da- I'm gonna say Daglas, but if they if, if that team had any level of brain, by how badly Shia was inting, whoo, God, man, 
you'd be the one and you'd be yourself wanted to. I'm just really not getting this like ice guy so far. Like, why is he here? I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the league, but I don't really know why he's here. The only thing I've heard is that the coaches just don't think Crowney would, would be good at the meta that we're in right now, which is utility ADC meta, I guess, with mixture yeah. of affiliates in there. But like, is that really a reason to grab a whole another guy because they feel like he can, he can play a set of champions better? It's happened before, you know. I'm not something I that that's really new. It's just like I I just don't think you just make that change. I think you should have just kept the same five man lineup. Honestly, Nook is existing. I guess this is just gonna be an all right team. I guess like Adam can make things happen, but it's mostly off the back of like. Okay, so the Renekton game he had against Broken Blade, he somewhat kind of won lane, but which is so incompetent on knowing when to do anything outside of lane that it's kind of fell apart, you know? Yeah. He lost really bad against Photon. He TP'd down to the bot lane against, you know, the Vitality game, made things happen. But, yeah, I guess they're just going to rely on Adam doing crazy shit to do to look like they're moving in the game. But what do you think, man? Hmm. Be, uh, okay, BDS. Hmm. I don't know what to think about that. I I don't I, know. I just fuck. I, I look at him. I'm like, okay, how's this team winning? But I'm like, this team's not shit. They're just they're like, what the fuck? And and it's like, I look at him like. The team, the team's not a bad team. That's that's the thing about it. That's like so peculiar about them. Mm. But you're like, okay, this ice needs more time mm-hmm. because I'm looking at, it, I'm like, he's not bad. You're like, yeah, he's not. That's the bad, biggest but- problem. Is I don't feel like Ice is bad, but it feels like he needs a lot more time to acclimate to the team, at least on stage two. Yeah. But I'm just – I think they'll, they'll just be a middle-of-the-pack team. I think this will just be like a gatekeeper team to like the rest of these guys, essentially. Okay. More, more or less. More or less. I, we'll have to, have to see them face did, – did, didn't BDS face up against Heretics? No, they haven't faced Heretics yet. Oh, All, yeah. they're, they have to face Fnatic first. Then they have to face uh, Mad Lions, and then they face off against SK. So kind of want to see their games this week. I mean, if they manage to drop every game this week and go 0-3, they have a strength of schedule that's decently hard if you're just lo- lo- looking at it. We're lo- probably lo- looking at a team that might fall in the standings to, like, what, 2-5? and five? They, they, they would be, actually, you know? Yeah. Could be. All right, let's go to Mad Lions. What do you think about bad Mad Lions, man? Um, they're better than I thought they were. Actually, yeah, I will say they, they they've had some big games. I will say, yeah. Uh, I think their big biggest problem right now is going to be Frescoe. I think he's been the person that's like not been as good as his counterparts. I would say people have been disrespecting the hell out of that guy in mid lane. <laughs> We're not seeing the game they had against SK. Niski got killed randomly by something that Frescoe did, and he was like, "All right, cool, let's go back and just kill you again." <laughs> The yep. fuck? The, no, like, it's crazy how, how much different Mad Lions can look right now without crackheads like Hillisang on their roster, you know? El Yoya had a really awesome game against uh, Team Heretics. I, I think the SK gaming – them losing to SK is not, it's not bad since SK are undefeated. 
But you looked at the way uh, Merwin played um, Akali outside of length. He was getting focused really hard in the Carmine Corp game. Supa ended up with a pentakill on Aphelios. No, I don't know how I feel about them. I, I, I thought it was so cringe that the whole Mad Lions fan base was like, oh, we'll just, hey, we're not 10th. We want a best of one in winter of week one. I was like, bruh, what is wrong with you, crackheads? Mm. This is a one game, you know, only to end up losing the next game and <laughs> just getting absolutely clapped. Uh, but they'd be Carmine Corp, so I guess that's the that's the thing now, you know. All right, let's. Uh, did you want to say anything else about? Did you want to say anything else about Mad Lions? Um, I mean they they're achieving better than I thought they was gonna do. I'm like, okay, that's, that's good for them. But I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? That's mm. the that's the question I'm like, I'm trying to ask. Where, what, where did this come from? All right, let's go to G2. How are you feeling about G2? I'm feeling all right, uh, besides the one loss they had. Yeah, wow. like, yeah. They, I just, agree. They, they just looked disinterested in that series. You could tell it was like they came, it was, it was coming back towards the middle, but it was like, might have been a little bit too oh, the late. Part, I, I think, you know what ruined them? The part where they, I think it was Yikey blast coned over his trundle. <laughs> Yeah, like poor people. Like, what are you doing? Like, you you could tell they were just massively disinterested in that game. Like, they were just they were making like the the, the good plays, but they weren't connecting. And I think they they just like mentally lost themselves in that game. Yeah, because it wasn't like they got completely destroyed. It was just they just kept making bad decisions. It was, Sorry, they, it was, they kept making good decisions lot, that didn't pan out. Is it was, was a lot closer than what the kill score was showing. Yeah, they made good decisions. But that, that, that just didn't pan out at, at all, actually. Yep. I think the only person to really blame for G2 and that loss is just Caps. He, he played really bad in that game, actually. He, he, been, he, he just hasn't been playing well in, overall. In That's what I want to ask is, like, where's where do people think you should level Caps at? I, I think, like I said before in my recent video, I think he's just going to be all right to good. But he's not going to be that, like, pop-off 1v9 mid laner like he used to be. He hasn't been that. For yeah. like since 2022, I'll say 2022 spring is what I'll say. Uh, I went yeah. back and looked at his game. I don't think he's been good since 2020. Mm. Like there, there, there has been a split where I was like, okay, he looks impressive. I'm like, eh, eh. yeah, he's he, so that that that's why I don't know where people are at on this guy because everyone was like, what are you replacing with? The other top four mid laners in the league, like what? I mean, that's unless they ever want to get rid of him. I, I, I think he's just going to stay here for the rest of his career. But I, I don't know. I don't know where people are at with Caps right now. He looks, just doesn't look like he's doing. How would I say this? It's like he's not doing what we think he should be doing based off what he used to do in the past. Does that make sense? Yep. Like I'm thinking, like this guy can go one v nine, just smash the mid lane, and just take over a game. We've not really seen that in quite some time from this guy. From, from what I saw, he, he hasn't he done it. I haven't seen him be able to do that from what I've seen mm-hmm. since like 20, 20. Last time he did it for me was 2022 spring in the lower bracket. That was when he was like on RE and uh, champions like LeBlanc and stuff like that. But like just even that sprint right there, that, that, that mini window right there where they won every series to win the playoffs, right? Yeah. I've not seen that because, dude, there's been some regular seasons. He's been basically just 
meh, honestly. It's like, um, if you guys take off the nameplates of him and you just didn't know that was Caps, would he be given would he be given the same level of leeway like other people were? Definitely not. Nah. You know, just take off the nameplates. Just you don't know it's caps. All right, and just just say in that position that was fucking, I don't know, Nuck or Frescoe or Larson, you know? Would he really be getting it? Because it feels like he's just rather meh nowadays, you know? Yeah. It's not like he's griefing games, but he's never the reason why you're winning games for the most part. Um, I think Yike looked fine c- coming back. I think he's – he, Oh, Captain Yike's connection is doing there. It's not. It's just not at all. It's just so bad. It's just – that's what's really going to be the hindrance of G2 later on this year is if the Captain Yike synergy does not ever – pan out to what people might want it to be, or I think it should be. It's hard to tell how the rest of their winter or spring might go because, you know, people like trying to rag on Humanoid and Razor Synergy. Well, Yikes and Caps has never been there, ever, from the first games. Um, Broken Blade had a rather so-so start. I mean, I think G2 as a whole out-macroed their first two opponents, despite what the kill score might say. You know, the kills look yeah. really close, but just just macro-wise, we know these players aren't dumb. We, we know they know exactly how to play the map. It's just, it's hard for them to play the map when they mess up so hard early game. They don't really know how to, okay, let's make this situation happen, even though I know we're behind kind of thing. So, anything else you want to say about G2? What did you think about Hansama and Nikki X, actually? They looked all right. Oh, the first two games, they looked much better. Third that game. third game was like, whoo, this is what the fuck? What is going on? Yep. I was like, yep. I watched. I was like, yep, they lost. Yep. Now, right. if you're getting beaten by Zolis and Comp, there's going to be a problem here. All right. Um, What else are we going over? Let's do Fnatic. What do you feel about Fnatic? They're good. They're going to be like top three. Uh, yeah, I feel like G2 and Fnatic will be top three. I think if you're looking at Oscar Renin, I think he played the best out of the players week one. The Renekton, the Renekton game, people heart, people said there was a 0-4, but he was getting a lot done on the Renekton pick as well. You know, so I want to make sure I point that out there. You know, score lines on exactly everything. You know, um, I thought he made a lot of the best practice plays for the team. He did create a lot of leads for them too. In the Cassante game, there was the game that they had against – who was the second opponent? Fucking hell. The Vitality game, first champion he played, but he made a lot happen there too. Arguably, even though he lost a Renekton and did pretty bad in terms of like the laning phase, he did make a lot of things happen for them. How are you feeling about Jun? I feel like he's okay so far. I just don't know about their bot lane because it feels like Noah is just a one trick. He's just so content right now. No, no he, he is the one trick, dude. It's only just Aphelios and Ezreal. If you give him Ezreal, I'm still wondering why teams still give this guy fucking e- like Aphelios. Why do we keep giving people their best champions? I don't get it. Because now Aphelios is a lot easier to counter because this the way these champions, uh, these people built um, the champions now. It's like Aphelios is a lot easier to counter than he was, you know, mm-hmm. back last season. But if you. That's the thing, too. If you take him off, those two. Yeah, he's just rather meh, honestly. If you take 
Noah off Aphelios, and Ezreal's not meta right now. I want to see what other champions uh, Noah can pull out and actually look like he's carrying the game on. You know what happened to that Noah that came into the freaking summer split last year where he's just popping off, carrying, coming in, you know, doing some crazy plays on Aphelios. And, well, to be fair, it was on Aphelios also, you know? so That, that too, but also no one had um, tape on him. It's, it's much easier. It's much easier to be great when no one knows how to fuck you play. That's that's the. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, I agree. It's much easier to look impressed with the people that have never even seen who the fuck you ever are. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think Razorx still looks like the be- one of the best junglers. Uh, Humanoid. I despite that Akali end looked pretty good for the most part. Yeah, they'll probably be around where G two where where G two is going to be at competing for you know second or first, depending on how we think SK gaming are going to stack up later on during the split. All right, let's talk about stuff about some actual good Leo legends. LCK. Did you see any of the series besides G- Gen G and T1? Um, I saw the DK series today. I saw the and DRX Nongshim one. I, I saw, I saw all of them. I saw the KT one as well. So I like, I didn't laugh to watch game too. I knew how, I was like, oh yeah, no, K- KT and DK fifth in Like and this is what I was talking about um when I when, when I did, did my uh tier list for the LCK. These bottom teams, like Nong Shit. Oh sorry, Nong Shim, they, they they ended up uh you know winning against DRX, but these are like bottom tier feeders, you know. Yeah. They'll these guys are just gonna galvanize each other. Like you bought DRX is not convincing me that they're trying to compete with Rascal. Really? That's just not like, like, come on, what are we doing here? You know, I have to go and watch. Yeah, that's the last thing I need to watch is the is the KT one against Fear X. But I imagine I'm not mi- mi- missing much there. No, you're not missing much. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard game two. KT just beat the living shit out of them. Beat the living daylight. It's like it's like what's that mean? Oh, what's it? Um, what's that? Um, what's that system mean? Oh, <laughs> stop! They're already dead. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the Breon one for DK, I ended up seeing. I'm pretty, yeah, DK won that. I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I I saw that last night. I made sure I did. Yeah, DK. Uh, I think game two was a little bit more, you know, closer. But I remember game one being like, okay. I'm still not convinced Showmaker's back. You know, he was. <sighs> I'll have to see. You know. Because we're playing Red Factor, we're ju- we just started the year, so you know, got to take time getting back acclimated to the stage. And if it's like some of the best players in the league, I'm a little bit more lenient on them to a certain extent because I know the end result's going to look really good. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, T1 versus Genji. This was our uh, Cloud Nine podcast match of the week, along with Fnatic versus SK Gaming. This series was good, interesting, weird. Coin flip, banger. I don't know what the hell. Like game one was really close. Game one it was just back and forth, and it came down to basically um owner did this like, like Jarvan Cataclysm, and then Faker came through flanking on Nico. Yeah, and then he uh did the Nico all, and then that's what pretty much um they won the team fight through that, actually. Cho like there's a difference when Chovy plays quirky versus a difference when he plays like I don't know anything else. He didn't play bad on Corky either, but it's like Chovy really shouldn't be playing Corky though. You know, just saying. Like I get Corky might be a good champion in, in the meta. I get it, but I'd rather not 
ever have Chovy on Corky. I'm just being completely honest here. He can pick anything else but that because his impact is going to be way less. And I mean, it just just depends on are you going to go late game against T1 or are you going to go early game? Because like if you if you're going to go early game toe to toe with T1, then I don't think you need Corky at all, honestly. But uh, that owner, uh, Jarvan Cataclysm, where he kept them there stuck so they could do like the Lucian calling into the Nico all. Oh my god, that was so beautiful. Um, I felt like the problem with T1 was Faker would try to make things happen, but it felt like they were so like it felt like owner and Caria weren't trying to help him out. I was like, wait, come on, you got if Nico's stunning someone, go in, like, what are y'all doing, you know. That's that's my like only real issue that they did. It's like Faker kept trying to make a lot of things happen, and then they're just there like ramen. Oh, <laughs> carry a flash into the wall. <laughs> You're in a game two, and then they did a dive. Carry yeah. is like just <laughs> flash into the wall and Senna. Carry uh, Car- that, that, that that was not his series. I would say you know he definitely had a much better series than that. Um, game two they chose to give Chovy uh, Tristana. That this game was also um rather how do I say this? It looked a lot closer than what the score line showed. That's why so the, the series was relatively pretty back and forth. Zayu still looks really good. That, that man is just what 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 has gotten into that man? <laughs> like, um what did you think about the whole like did you like when they they pulled out Udier? T1's the only team, or Genji also too, they've been the only teams to pull out Udier top. And it's looked disgusting. Oh no, Udir is broken now. Because due to yeah, like no, the, due to there's no mystic, he's able to just be tank crafted. up and not die. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then all you gotta do is put one or AD item on him. Yeah, he just, never does. He can, that's why you know what's confusing, man, is if we're gonna see Udi or top against like T1 or Gen G, you gotta insta ban that for him. Now and, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna instigate that. It's like okay. Yeah, definitely take that away from him. I like um Zeus in game three on his cannon build. He built AD cannon. I was like, I don't know about that. That's I haven't seen AD cannon in a very long time, and there's a reason why people don't build it because you basically it's like you trade off damage, more pop off damage for like split pushing. That's essentially why you can take AP but be weaker at split pushing. And you, but your alt is a lot more effective. So, just depends on which situation they're in. But I, I'm just not a fan of the AD cannon. Also, the reason why Gen G messed up in their series, okay. So like, these guys isn't really mad about the map changes. These guys are much smarter than I know they are. These are way smarter, right? There should be no real rhyme and reason that they should be losing objectives like that. Like, remember when Owner stole the Baron in Game Three? Remember that? Yeah. Owner like stole the Baron. I was like, come on, guys. Like, you know how to take objectives. Like. There's no way Carrion owners should be getting these objectives from you, you know? So I would say, like, there were some definite sloppy moments out of Gen G, but if we're looking at how the roster performed, based off, like, how people thought they would, in general, most people had them, like, second anyway. This looks pretty pretty good. I think going to have to see, see, see what they're capable of doing a lot more because that game three looked pretty dicey when they were just, you know, they lost Baron. Remember the game where Faker was we had Lichbane on Azir. He, he kept split pushing, then then they're not like not even taking care of him. Like, you guys might want to take care of that guy. Might want to, you know, the Azir will take down your turrets very, very quickly. But what did you think about the whole Gen G uh T1 series actually? Um, I liked it. I I think with me, my main thing was I, I, I saw it, I was like, okay, this um 
I, I saw game three. I knew instantly, like ten minutes ago, that it's gonna be rough for T one. It's gonna be a rough game. I will get. I will get, get. Give it to them there. They did manage to survive a lot longer than most teams would have. Yeah, because Genji just Genji did Genji. Mm-hmm. From what I saw, they didn't know how to close them out. They're like, okay, we, every time they kept griefing yeah. over in, in uh, objectives. Like, there's just no way owners should be able to steal the Baron at that point in the game. But no you, way. But that, but that was the thing too. They, they, they saw one position and didn't realize the other position was what um, T1 was going for. They saw that there's gonna come from one end. If an owner was nowhere to be seen, that he still I still don't get why owner. I don't know why owner picked Belveth. What is this obsession with Belveth? Is there no, some no, Belveth no, no, like? No, no, Belveth was good. The issue was is was they was picking Kenan because you need to you need a AD Kenan for the most part. I don't picking Kenan's no, fine. No, I think the no, build is no, bad. No, not to what Genji did. I wanted to pick Kenan. I would have stayed away from Kenan, especially not if you're giving over Udier. Like if you're gonna pick Kenan, you need to ban Udier then. <sighs> Like you're not bursting yeah. down Udier with Kennen. Like that doesn't even make, make, make sense. Oh, also Caria, he I think he's really, really good, but he this was definitely not his series. The the, the Bard invades he was doing, he kept getting constantly caught out. But yeah. can remember it is this is week one. But these are we these guys are way better than we than we know they are. These are some very, very talented players here. So it's just, you know, I won't say limit testing, but Caria's the one that got people playing Bard. You know? I was like, yeah. bro, what are you doing? Um, yeah, because he managed to steal Elder Dragon too. Th- those were my only big issues with Genji. Also, I, th- I feel like Keen was going a lot more ham than he needed to. Actually, there was moments yeah. where, like, yeah, if you just chunk the guy down, dude, just back off, recall, come back, and then you just kill him. He has no summoners. But there was that first game where he had him, and you could just backed off, right? Yeah. You don't need to like that. That that's that's what keeps happening with people. They'll they'll keep going with something instead of just being like, hey, I got. The most out of this guy, I got his summoners and his alt. We 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 could just go back and reset the play, you know, and to just do it again. Exactly. So, so that's my thing. But it was a lot of like I would say over eager plays on Genji. It was a lot of you know the objective taking was questionable and some of the points in the best of five. But for the most part, given what people thought was going to happen with the roster, with just only keeping Pays and um Pays and Chovy Keen. Also, it's crazy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh Lord, Keen also lost to Genji. Oh, not Genji. Keen also lost to Genji and T1 quite a bit last year. You know? Uh, but yeah, thought that was a great series for the most part. Really fun, I would say. But definitely do not build AD Cannon. Please don't mm. do that ever again. Just, just Zeus, you're not just build AP Cannon. Don't thank me later. You will blow people up. You know? All right. Anything else you wanted to go over, actually? Uh, I'm trying to see what else. Oh, that KT good. series was to be terrible. They beat the oh, no. living bad oh, no. out of them. <laughs> no, that was no, no. See, that was target practice. They, that was target practice. Mm-hmm. That was target practice for them. Because I remember we were, we were calculating one one of the teams doing like really really bad. Uh, yeah. which, which what is the strength of schedule for some of these teams? Kwang Dong, we know are pretty much like screwed for the most part. Oh no, most definitely. Uh, schedule LCK LCK because okay tonight Hama Life plays first against um, DRX. Then yeah. it's T1 versus uh, Kwangdong Freaks. Like we know yeah. T1's not. If T1 are surviving that long against Gen G, 
There's absolutely no way on this god on earth Kwong Dong Freaks is, lo- is beating them. Not even God, unless unless Carrier plays as bad as he did last night, then that maybe. But I even I I would still doubt unless, at that point. Unless T One just doesn't care. <laughs> Lord, uh, Humble Life versus DRX. I think you know Humble Life will definitely take that. Because yeah. DRX are bad. Let's just say that. Because there's another series that that that, that says 10 p.m. approximately. It's supposed to be three series tonight. It's supposed to be, uh, was it January 9th, 9th, 19th? So I'd be like, yeah. 12 tonight. It says Fear X versus, basically, just watch T1 and then just go to sleep. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the thing, though. What is this LCK scheduling? You know, like, do they really think I'm trying to watch Nongshin versus DRX as my first game? You know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> On Saturday... You have Gen G versus Nongshim. Yeah, that's what people are paying top dollar for to go see a match at Law Park. It's Gen G versus Nongshim. They're like, they're both one and oh. Yeah, that's a uh, Nongshim face DRX, Gen G face T1. That that one and oh is a little, you know, gotta apply some context to that, you know? Yep. Uh, but that's pretty much it for the most part. We'll just talk a little bit more here about some other stuff and, you know, head out in a little bit. Gotta do one more one on one tonight with Nerd Wars. And then I'll just get my LCS 2024 spring split team chair list done. I don't know if I have time to. I, I should be able to have time to because I kind of want to just sit down and play league, actually. You know, who knows? I might just clip out the chair list we did it of our other show and just upload yeah, that. That's what I was saying to do. I mean, unless you wanted to do one where it's, I think you should do both where you do one with that and you do one by yourself. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that was the idea. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yeah, it was. But I might just clip that out and just pull it out. Because I'll be honest here, you know, we probably thought the same on the uh, LCS thing anyway, to be honest here. The LCS yeah. teams are like, bruh, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, I'll probably just save myself a night, clip that out, and just re-upload that. Uh, what else is here? What else do you want to go over? Oh, the whole Yu-Gi-Oh thing, too. So we'll probably just go over with this, I know, on Sunday more. But, man, yeah. it's... I feel like this is such a routine thing, man. Like when I, I'm not, I don't know if I'll do a solo dedicated video to this, but it feels like these kind of conversations happen so much in Yu-Gi-Oh! And several yeah, different, now, same things, the same things. It's ridiculous, now, dude. Now, now it's happened much more often. It's like, yeah, it's the same so conversation. Tony, what's up, Michael? Yeah. And that's the, and that's the crazy thing about it. It's like, you have people who look, dude. You have people who don't even know the fuck they're talking about, telling people about metas and shit like that. Or that to seriously ignore the fact that we've had formats where there've been budget Yu-Gi-Oh. People act like we've only ever had expensive decks. That's not true. You know? Yeah, like and then the I, I saw the video from Cali Effect that gave me a new perspective, per, perception on everything. I'm like, and 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 it, it actually, it actually. Like invalidated why I'm like fuck Yu-Gi-Oh, because the, it, it it's not Yu-Gi-Oh that's the problem. It's Konami that's the problem, and I, and I realized no, it's Konami that's the fucking problem. We're getting fucked because Japan Japan market is so damn cheap that they have to make money somewhere, and where's the motherfucker that's got to like and not Americans? I'm talking about Western folks. Anybody that's not an OCG. They get it good. Everybody knows you get reprint after reprint. You get cards so goddamn cheap. But with us, we get fucked. They look at the better. Of course, they. I'm like, fuck me. 
they're, you, you got Yugi tubers out here hyping up cards. And next thing you know, it's like, all right, let's make this card $115. Like, or not $115, but let's make this card short printed AC career. Now that drives up the secondary market. And oh, like Konami doesn't it Konami doesn't directly affect the market in a sense. That's the sellers that you know realize they buy a case of cards and they only like apparently <laughs> guess guess what people are starting to say? You got an easier chance of pulling bonfire and the triple tactic thrust out of all made of maze millennia. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. They, this is what somebody said. If you, you got an easier chance of going to Fortnite Hypernova and pulling three secrets than three ultras, and because I, out of my three triple tactics thrust I pulled, or I, I had, I pulled two of them out of the box. They were easy. Back-to-back boxes, pull two. Like, they said the pull rates are thrust. Uh, Photon Hypernova, all the short printed cards were the cash tier card. Thrust was the card that was, every, I think it was every, if there was tw- if there's 12 boxes in the case, you were getting at least a play set if you bought a case. That's when you got Thrust. I was like, and Thrust are at the, Thrust used to be $100. Thrust are at, back at the, at the secret rares, are at the price point when I bought it, or when I bought the one. Yeah, um, uh, the, and and that's the sad part, and, and that's the and that's the sad part about it, because it's because you got players that are like you know, like you know, they're affordable. No, it's better. It's better affordable. This maybe, maybe we'll just do the video because I feel like if no one else does and no one else will understand these points, it's just uh, it's like the indie comic scene, dude. Everyone is like, it's like okay. Maybe, I know you're not involved with that too much. You know, like Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah. Dragon Ball Z, people will legitimately repeat narratives constantly, 24-7 year-round. They'll be like, Sub versus Dub was Gohan stronger than Goku in the Buu Saga. Should Gohan have been the main character? Constantly, year-round. It's like, bro, have we not talked about this shit to death? Is there nothing new? But with Dragon Ball Z, obviously, there's ongoing new manga chapters, theories, stuff like that. Same thing with Naruto Naruto back in the day. Yeah. But the reason yeah. why it's different with Yu-Gi-Oh! is because people are repeating shit disingenuously without bringing up any context. None. At least in the Dragon Ball Z stuff, you can bring up like certain contexts here and there. Things to kind of yeah. like be like, oh, okay, I can kind of understand where you're coming from. But it's this yeah. is repeated stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh! by people who weren't even, first of all, not, weren't even around that time period. Didn't yeah, play I, Yu-Gi-Oh! And didn't yeah, even I'm, know what was going on. That It blows my mind, dude. I, I'm, about say, I'm about to say, when people say, oh, this might be one, one of the most expensive None of all time. You just like there. Just, just, you there for telling that. I, I, like. I told that, dude. Dragon Ruler format was around a thousand dollars, two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. You know, no, tell tell that was two thousand dollars. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this wasn't. I'm saying like for people that were around like 2013, because like I knew about competitive Yu-Gi-Oh because I like showing jump magazines yeah. and Beckett stuff, but I knew about full competitive Yu-Gi-Oh around. I, I got fully seeped into it around Mermail format. With um, Gal- so was... Galactic Overlord. Oh no, I, I knew about wind up format. So I'll say that my first inkling of it would be like wind up format. Then I love Galactic Overlord. I love... Then Lord Attacking on Galaxy. So twenty twelve, what... late twenty twelve, twenty thirteen was when I fully knew about what competitive Yu Gi Oh was. I left. I left the set. I left whatever set was in July August of twenty ten. 
That's when I left. When did you fully came back to competitive Yu-Gi-Oh? Just what we're in now. It was right after. It was right at when I fully actually came back, not like playing, you know, casual. When um, it was it was the ban list. It was whatever whichever ban list was when um. Or not Baylor. It was it was two weeks prior to the May twenty eighteen. Whichever Baylor's had um had uh masterpiece band. Whichever Baylor's that was, oh, was right before gosh. that. Uh, right before I ended up building True King Ding Long deck. That was that one. Yeah, I ended yeah. up I ended up building True Draco. Played it for three weeks, loved it, and then he banned the card. I'm like, damn, damn, that hurt. Cause you know why? Cause I didn't realize the. Cause when I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh, I was used to the ban list. The ban list used to come on, every used to come on my birthday, September first. Yeah. Every six months, I remember because I would always be like, "Oh, happy birthday!" The ban list coming out because my ban my birthday is September first. That's me. I always knew a ban list was coming out on that day. Yeah. I always knew, and I didn't. Are really, we about to ignore like tier one decks that existed that were cheap as hell? I mean, that, this is why, you you know me, man. I always harp on having good, cheap structure decks because it's affordable Yu-Gi-Oh! at a price. And if you want to add extra money to it at your own price, you can. But at least this will get you in the door. The, the main you know? one I thought about was Monarch. But Monarch says say you still had to put money into it. But they said that you were – that was one of the few structure decks where you didn't need to put anything into it. If you, built, if you bought like, – uh, The dinosaur one you said, ABCs. You had the Monarch one, like you said, the Salomon Great Structure deck for sure. Dinosaur, oh, I cannot say. But the, the Monarch one was the only one I was oh, yeah, The Pencil Domination Structure deck. That was easily a, I don't say tier zero, yeah. but that, that's, oh my God. Oh, people are so stupid. They, they, this is proves what, not, I get it when someone wasn't around a time period, you won't know, but to say things definitively, like, and say with such confidence, like, Yu Gi Oh! has never been affordable. To, just admit you weren't around those time periods and you don't know. Like, like, definitely when it got a little motherfucking like people that potentially uh, got people that were born like 2003, 2004. Oh, this is the most expensive format. You like, man, you wasn't there for Teledad for $300, like, um, dark arm guy. Dude, people weren't weren't around for other formats, like the I thought I thought format. Pretty expensive, I would say. I saw a Cap D video where he was talking about, yeah, like, I remember, I remember working, making his. $300, $350 $300, $350 a week, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, at that time, I, I, I wasn't playing Yu Gi Oh! as much. But I was like, I'm not playing Teledad. Motherfucker, nigga, this is $300 for a card? This, nigga, that's my whole check. That's my whole check. I can't get no bitches on $50. The fuck? Then again, I can't get no bitches on $350. These bitches out here talking about you gotta take me here, bitch. Bitch, I'm not trying to take you to nowhere but Buffalo Wild Wings like, to get my dick sucked. You, you talk about take you to get some lobster. Like, bitch, you, you, you go be if 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 how Shannon Sharp said, if I'm taking you to a place to get steak and lobster, you, you know what comes with it? Condoms, because we fucking. It's like, bitch, bitch. <laughs> these hood bitches out here talking about, but you got you got a jab that that all involves selling drugs. Don't. Well, it's another oh. thing where, um, God, Lord, man, I, I get where people say that people do a lot more complaining about competitive car prices than than like buying them. It's just no. it's just it's a huge divide of a big giant like onion that if you peel it all back, 
you're just like, where are we even getting at at this point? You know, exactly. Like, like I, I told you this before, you don't really have to play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. That's the people that, that that say they can't afford it, right? Like, you don't really have to. But if no, you want to, to, it's like now if you want to, like everyone, there's all there's nothing every format, but there'll be some formats where you can play other decks that are are just as competitive as the other decks. Now this is the thing: people just don't want to. There sometimes there are formats where you can play another deck and it can be but just as fine. They, yeah, but the issue is you don't eventually you're gonna get sick and tired of losing, and that's what it comes down to. You you can play whatever deck you want, but if you right. want to win, you want to play a good deck. Mm-hmm. Like, and it comes down to I've always said this: make deck cores expensive, like make it that one card is always expensive, but make staples cheap, like. Motherfucker, this this should be no reason why private prosperity costs ninety five dollars. And think about some of these sets. And I remember Kyle fucking said a good thing. Some of these sets are literally carried by one card. Like think yeah. about every, think about every set that had a pot card in it. Started was like pot of desires. That was the best card in that set, more or less. More more or less of the times, pot of desires was like that. What dark illusion? Tell me, tell me another good card from that set. Like besides dark the dark illusion. one, dark yeah. oh no! I'm pretty sure it was just pot and dark illusion, dark illusion, spiral super agent came in that set, but that was way later on. It had value to it. It was yeah. way later on. Yeah, and then and then uh, Savage Strike was pot of extra, mm-hmm. uh, pot of extra and Burl Old Savage. That was it. That, that might be other cards, but it was. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when pot of extra came out, and that motherfucker was ninety five dollars a copy, and you needed that motherfucker. Yeah. If you, I'll play Dino. Like, I'm not saying that. affordable Yu Gi Oh is bad, but I'm saying, like, uh, people got to understand the, the way to get affordable Yu Gi Oh is if Konami either a reprints the better cards in the set a little bit more, or the people that sell the cards to you lower the price of the cards. And they're not going to lower it because they want to get maximum value. That, that's they have to make money to keep the lights on in the store and the bills and everything. So that's not happening. Yep. Konami's not going to reprint multiple cards and multiple rarities outside of like maybe the two, potentially. That's rare if that, that, you know? But then, but then think about it also. They, you get a card that's so cheap in Japan. Do you think they're really making money over in Japan? If they're selling cards that fucking cheap? <sighs> okay. Um,. Depends it's like with Pokemon. Well, it just depends on the structure, you know, because we, we know yeah. they're going to get paid up front, right? So yeah. it would be like, do the stores make more money than Konami? Because Konami would already make their money in general by the structure of like, because they're already yeah. doing distributors and whatever. But I feel like. Oh, but think about, think about it because they're Japan and China. The import taxes is not as high. Well, cur- yeah, the currency is also a lot different too. I honestly don't know. Currency I imagine it's not bad. Plus, don't forget the sets are smaller. Plus, there's more rarities. Think about it. Think about think about this. Cascara Fenrir came in a rare, ultra, secret, and course, or some other like some of these cards come in like four rarities in the same set. Like, mm-hmm. like, ah, jeez, uh, it's it's one of those things. Like, I do think that. If you make things a little bit cheaper, you will get more people in. But this is the problem. And it's with, with a lot of fandoms, too. A lot of people don't understand yeah. this either, which is even if that is solved, something else is coming up. Another problem gets brought up. Because, you know, we just had the 25th Rarity Collection. We just yeah. had that. And people said, oh, things are going to be a lot more cheaper with this. 
Now everyone's saying, because people don't understand, metas change. The game changes. What is cheaper at this moment, well, sorry, what is expensive at this moment is going to be cheaper down the road when they do reprints. Yeah. Reprint for a lot of the cards in the meta game get printed. Well, they do a, the structure is a lot different now, but yeah. it used to be like the tens and like the gold sets used to be that. Now it's like good reprints from past the past previous year will be like sprinkled into like sets like Maze of Millennia, another dedicated reprint set, or Battles of Legend, or the tens. People understand. I don't get why people keep getting mad at stuff they know is going to consistently happen. The all the pricey cards are not or bonfire is gonna get reprinted later on this year potentially or they're beginning part of next year, maybe in the tens. You don't think Konami won't reprint bonfire in the tens this year? You are but out of then, your mind. But then at that point, that deck that is gonna fit in no longer is gonna be good because that's gonna, how it always is. That's that's just how it's always been, you know. And that's the, and that's the issue. Mm-hmm. By the time, by, by the time by you time want I, the card and it's cheap, the deck's not good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now, now my point is, what's the point of playing Yu-Gi-Oh? If Konami's gonna keep fucking it, what's the point? What's the point? Like, if you know this company does not give a shit about you, they give a shit as a consumer. Why do we still play the game? Like, and that's the thing. You can take that thing to me. I'm like, wait a second. And then, cause it, 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 it goes a lot more than just the, you know, you know, the car game. It goes a lot more than just the the pricing. It goes. I, I'm looking at it from the 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 pack rates and shit. The way they like do their the structures here is not as good as they do in Japan. The pricing is just so much worse than other card games. It's like it's like and the way they hit cards is like. Like Pokemon, I could have a deck good for I I could play a deck for two years if the deck's good enough. Like I, I knew a guy who literally had I I knew a guy who literally had Mew V Mac for two fucking years and he had it since Vagabond, the uh, man magic stuff. Man, magic uh, I can't play magic. I'm I am i am good. I, well no no magic. the uh the magic structure that where they they're basically selling the stuff through the websites with basically trying yeah. to get rid, rid, rid of like stores. Ooh, that's not good. It's definitely not yeah, good. You definitely I, need stores just, to sell your product because they are the ones that bring in the fans to have them play at a store, you know. But good lord, lord. I mean, yeah, motherfuckers out here crying on camera that they can't afford paper Yu Gi Oh. Oh lord. I mean, good god. Now, now, I mean, that's understandable. But now, apparently, that same dude was having beef with another Yu YouTuber or some shit. I'm, I'm gonna send you the video later mm-hmm. if I can find it. I think he. I think he might have deleted it though. He might have for me. He might have deleted it because I know he deleted a video with some thing. And now that kid. Oh no. Okay. And that guy was crying like a little bitch. I'm like, dude, stop acting like a little bitch, man. You. It's like you're not making yourself look any better by calling this guy this because of a song lyric you sing. It was. It was like. Yeah, that's that's the video. I can't find the video he was talking about, but because he deleted it. But yeah, I was like, this is just this is wild. And I'm just looking at him like I don't like I was, when it comes to magic, I'm I, I'll pass on magic. But like, yeah, I, like I see this. 
Like, I see that guy, I'm like, yo, dude, it's just, it's like that. It's like, sometimes what you need is just log the fuck off. Just log off. Just, just log the fuck off. Just, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes, that's all people gotta do. Just log the fuck off. That's what I've noticed recently, too, is people just be spending way too much time on just social media, dude. Yep. Fucking cringe, dude. Like, literally, go outside and touch grass. Literally, take off, like, go outside. Walk out, walk outside for like 10 minutes. I don't care what you're doing. Get off the computer. Some of y'all are weird as fuck. Actual fucking losers, man. So fucking cringe. The most part, seeing what some of these guys are doing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, pretty sure well, a good show here. Nice toned down show. And give me one sec. Uh, let me get high on him. Let me ask the guys. Are you ready? Yep. I just, I just said to type to him. You read? And let me see if he's gonna show up. But yeah, man, I can't wait to go through some of these uh Yu-Gi-Oh videos by a lot of these people. Just a few of them, you know, not too many of them. I think I'll do V's and Califex for the most part. Um, yeah. That's other one. No, that's pretty much it. Those are the two I'll do. Uh, just, you know, without cash pricing, this is kind of what people end up. I think these these problems have been, like, exacerbated a whole lot more yeah. recently compared to what they used to be. Because these are always conversations people have. But then again, you know what happens people? They constantly still play the game. They constantly somehow still get the cards and buy them and compete. That's the cool to bring up, too. The game might my, my the game might be whatever you want it to be, expensive blah blah blah. People are still here playing and competing, still buying the cards, which is crazy because the only way for anything to really truly change like that is what speak with your wallet. Yeah, but people don't really ever do that. Then you're gonna have content creators who are gonna just be sucking off Konami and shit like that. It's like that's just yeah. That's why I'm that's why I'm like I'm I'm at the point where I'm like I'm I'm good. I'm I'm just leaving. Just nah, because it's like they're they they got no incentive they got no incentive to change. Now that it's a community, community the community bitches about changing it, but no one has any incentive of changing it themselves. None, not exactly. a not one person. I mean, I know people want to change it. I know that sounds great to say. It sounds great to say, but actions got to start speaking at some point. You know, yeah. Because People can say all the, all they want. The cards are expensive, and all this like you know start flapping their yaps. But we gotta what we doing here? You know that's why I I don't do this kind of conversation more. Obviously not 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 with you or like Rogue or V. But yeah. like, it's so cringe to these conversations after all these years because like first of all most people like us know know the stuff. I know what I know. What people are, are gonna say out of their mouth when they're doing these videos. I've heard them a thousand years. I've watched all of them for the most part. I just have to stop watching them because like this is the same shit we've talked about the previous year. And then people like to just do like one deck. So like whatever newest deck is expensive, they'll be like, "You killed expensive." We just did. We just do this last year. This feels like deja vu, a little bit. Yeah. Too, much, too much just rehashing of the same stuff. But all right, I'm doing a video on it, giving my opinion on it at some point. But yeah, man. Anything else you want to say before we head out? Like, like, like where I'm, pe- like where I told people I was leaving, I was like, "Nah, I'm just, I'm not dealing with it." Like I, I got I got none against people that play Yu-Gi-Oh. Cause I mean I still love the game, but I I can't actually be playing a game where these motherfuckers they these motherfuckers they don't care. They honestly do not care. It's like 
every time I'm playing the game, it's like I'm like complaining about this. Like I don't want to be the guy at my Yu-Gi-Oh at my Pokemon level being the guy talking about Pokemon. I don't even bring up um, like Yu-Gi-Oh anymore, more or less. Like I just try to leave it like behind. I'm like, is I tell people if you. If you still love the game, love the game. Or you still love um, like Yu-Gi-Oh. Go ahead and play, but you can't be at the same time complaining about anything when you are actively like buying these cards. Like, yeah, that, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't actively be saying I love Yu-Gi-Oh, but then turn around and uh, like, you know what I'm saying? That that's what I'm saying. You can't actually love playing Yu-Gi-Oh, but then be acting like Konami's not doing anything wrong. Because some of these guys be acting like, oh, Konami's not doing anything wrong. I'm like, have you been have you been living on the fucking rock? Like, Konami been fucking us for years. It's like it's like if you're if you're cool, then okay, that's that's more power to you for fucking with them. But I'm not fucking with them. Like I've been I've been down fucking with Konami in that sense, like you know what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm like if if you're cool as you know Konami. That's thing. If you're if people are cool with Konami, butt fucking them repeatedly year after year, and then saying the same stuff year after year, the same conversations, the same topics. I'm just I, I'm just I'm done. What's the point? People know the issue, yeah. don't solve the issue, and then complain about the issue year round. Like my main thing is you can you can play casually. Just like if yeah. you want to, if you still if you still have the love for Yu Gi Oh, mm-hmm. just play casually. Just play casually. Yeah. Like only invest in card that you that that works for your deck. Like yeah. Or like, you could have the prospect of like you know playing one deck and just upgrading it here and there, despite it might getting hit on the ban list. That would that would that would save you money. Might have been competitive. Pretty much what you do, you just stick with one deck until that deck is no longer competitive viable. And when I mean competitive viable, I don't mean just competitive in the meta. I'm talking about like that deck can no longer run because all the cards for it got hit. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you're willing to do that, go right ahead. Uh, all right, everyone. Uh, let's get out of here. And all right, so. You should start seeing the Iron Man podcast episodes very, very soon. Like I said before, I'm going to upload this episode to you guys. And then the other Cloud9 podcast episodes are going to be on just a little bit of the hiatus because I need to get all the Iron Man podcast episodes up to you guys. And then when I get those up to you guys, then I can put out uh, episode five of season 10 of this show and then so on and so forth to simultaneously come out at the same time as, you know, the Iron Man podcast episodes that we're going to do new. So we will see you guys here next week, Sunday, for the next episode of the Cloud9 Podcast. And the days of the Cloud9 Podcast are going to be Sunday and Thursday moving forward now. And that's going to be our set days for the foreseeable future, unless anything changes. So see you guys later. Have a great week, everybody. Peace. Deuces.